It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bot with today's complete story. Well, 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 here I am. Here I am. Uh, and Rich is not in the studio. As a matter of fact, he's in California right now. Um, he's on the board of directors of Far East Broadcasting uh, Network, I think it is. And that was started years and years ago. I remember it was Bobby Bowman, Bobby Bowman, who had a heart for the Far East. And he started that network of Christian radio. And so as all the years have passed, by then, of course, people get old, don't they? And then they pass away. And then if the leadership that replaces them has the same heart and the same vision, God just continues to use it and use that organization. Well, anyway... To get back to my subject here, why Rich is gone, so I'm just going to visit with you folks. And we're just going to talk. Uh, We're just going to say things that are kind of interesting. First of all, let me just tell you, I don't talk about movies that I have not personally seen myself. I don't like Christian light. You know what I mean? Just kind of tippy-toe around the subject. I like it when it's really solid. And then it has to be well done. And it has to be well cast. If they can't play the part, phooey, it just ruins the story and all of that. Uh, So anyway, you've heard the announcements and the publicity about this new movie, Let There Be Light. And uh, everybody's been talking about it, but, but I wanted to see it. And I did. Now, Mr. Producer, did you see that movie? I sure did. It was fabulous. Well, how, how long ago did you see it? Uh, last uh, Saturday. Last Saturday. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. I had heard enough good things about it from various people that I wanted to take a group. So I took 10 people, my wife and I. Of course, that's one of the advantages of being an old guy where you have a little more free time. And it was better than I ever could have thought it was. It went deep and wide. By the way, that was an old chorus, deep and wide. Did you ever sing that in the Sunday school class? We're going to have to resurrect that song, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. But anyway, that movie, Let There Be Light. If it's playing in a theater near you, take a group, take your family, Take people who are not Christians and those who are, and there is something for everyone, and I mean to tell you it is real, and it really it really gives you a lot to think about. Very, very well done. Well, I can't go on and on any longer than that about that movie, but the movie is Let There Be Light. Even the, uh, e- even the name of it I, I really like, because if you're— Rather, who was it who said, rather than curse the darkness, for goodness sake, turn the light on. And light dispels darkness automatically. So anyway, I'm enjoying life in my old, old age. And so if the rapper gets old and the body gets kind of tired sometimes, the spirit is still a kid inside. Jimmy Durante sang a song about that called Young at Heart. Listen to it. Fairy tales can come true It can happen to you If you're young at heart 
for it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind if you're young at heart you can go to extremes with impossible schemes you can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams and life becomes exciting with each passing day and love is either in your heart or on its way Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart For as rich as you are it's much better by far to be young at heart And if you should survive To a hundred and five Look at all you'll derive Just by being alive Now here is the best part You have a head start If you are amongst the very young at heart If you should survive to a hundred and five Look at all you'll derive Just by being alive Now here is the best part You have a head start If you are amongst the very young At home Who would have ever thought that I'd be playing Jimmy Durante on Bot Radio Network? But I tell you what, folks, uh, never take yourself seriously, but take what you believe seriously. Take life seriously. Take the responsibilities that you have before you to do something good for people and serve God with the days on earth that he's given you. But don't get all pumped up and take yourself all that seriously. You won't have any fun anymore. Now, let's just talk about the flag and the uh, the national anthem and what we're doing now because I'm so glad to be an American. I am so glad that we can live in a country where we have religious freedom. And, uh, and, and as I've also said, my good friend who is Jewish, uh, he said it's because of Christianity in America, not in spite of it, that I can live free to believe as I please. So let's never disrespect the song that is our, is our national anthem. And for goodness sake, let's not disrespect the flag. Sure, we've got problems. Sure, sometimes it gets very serious, and it sure has been serious. And we don't do all that good, you know, see, when we ignore problems. But still, in America, we have the freedom to do so. All right, now listen. Um, when, when we were getting, getting into this a couple of weeks ago, there were so many of you who called the listener um, uh, line, the listener line, 
And uh, I'm going to give you that number right now. As a matter of fact, it's 800-345-2621. Do you have it? 800-345-2621. So call it. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. On the whole network, by the way, and just not the complete story, but one of the songs that we played was Johnny Cash, and it was called The Ragged Old Flag. And people really liked that because it made them think. Here it is. I walked through a county courthouse square On a park bench an old man was sitting there I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down He said, no, it'll do for our little town I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it He said, have a seat And I sat down Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans With Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams And it almost fell at the Alamo Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag On Flanders Field in World War I She got a big hole from a Bertha gun She turned blood red in World War II She hung limp and low a time or two She was in Korea, Vietnam She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam she waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her upright On second thought I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag You know, absolutely. I don't know if the NFL is going to get this all straightened out or some of this, some of this national sporting events, things of that sort. But my word, my word, when they start talking about a football player that can do as he pleases, uh, when he's on the field wearing the uniform of the team and nevertheless he can do as he pleases, it doesn't make any sense at all. First of all, he wears the uniform that he's told to wear. 
and he comes out to play ball when he's told to come out to play ball. And he does, of course, he gets his marching orders when he shows up for work. And yet, when it comes time to play the national anthem or uh, acknowledge the flag of the United States of America, then somehow there's a big debate as to whether or not they can disrespect it, uh, they can do whatever they want, they can take a knee, they can look around and all that sort of stuff. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the people, the people of America don't care for it at all. And um, now here is John Wayne talking about why he loved America. Now, you know John Wayne. <laughs> he was kind of America's symbol of manhood uh, during that, during when he was alive and that sort of thing. But he recorded something that resonated then and it still does. And it's called Why I Love America. Here it is. You ask me why I love her? Don't give me time. I'll explain. Have you seen a Kansas sunset or an Arizona rain? Have you drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way? Have you watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay? Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth Rock. Do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from the bright Nevada sky? You hail to the Columbia as you rise into the sea, or how you're headed Gettysburg, our struggle to be free? Have you seen the mighty Tetons who watched an eagle soar? Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore and thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast, the might of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky. You see now, what did we hear? What was the first one we used? Was it Jimmy Durante, for goodness sakes? And there was John Wayne. This was a day, folks, when when we didn't have the filthiness 
that is just rampant now in the news and everything else with with Harry Weinstein, the movie mogul from Hollywood, and and, and as well as the media. And now is that's all you know something that's a national story. And then everyone else is saying, oh, well, it happened to me or it's happening all over the place, happening in the workplace, it's happening in the state legislature. For goodness sakes, when will the people say enough is enough is enough? It is Hollywood and that whole California crowd in the movies that have given us this mess. I tell you what, none of those people were for Donald Trump as president. That is for sure. They certainly weren't for religious freedom. They certainly weren't for protecting the life of an unborn child. They certainly weren't for getting good schools so kids could go to school and learn history and learn geography and get a perspective on life and have hope. So when they graduated, they would be able to read properly and have knowledge. And then if they chose to go on to college, they would be ready for college. So anyway, I don't want to get too much on my soapbox here. But Red Skelton, here's another example. When he said, see, I remember when we would stand, my wife said the same thing she remembers, and she was raised in San Francisco, standing in class uh, at the grade school by the side of her desk and pledging allegiance to the flag every morning. And I remembered that uh, growing up in little old Robbinsdale, Minnesota. That's the way we started our day. Well, here is Red Skelton pledging allegiance to the flag. Listen carefully. I. Me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect. Because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United. That means that we have all come together. States. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. And to the republic, republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation and justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all, for all, which means boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now boys and girls, 
Let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools, too? Well, I tell you what, don't hold your breath. That's the trend. That's the way things are moving. And uh, however, we still are we the people. We still are we the people. And we have freedom of religious faith. First of all, folks, it's your faith, not your lack of faith. It's your faith and then your family. And then, of course, uh, it's freedom to express that faith, to live that faith out, and to be kind to people, to show the love of Christ wherever you go, and to win someone for the Lord because you're telling them the good news of the gospel, for goodness sakes. Now, here's something I remember. See, I was born in 1933. So when World War II was really moving along uh, in, the, in the early 40s, and through there, I was maybe about 10, 11 years old, something like that. And we would go visit my mother's sister, who was my aunt in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And then they would always say, well, um, so-and-so is here, Dick Bott. And they called me Dickie. Can you believe that? And would you come and sing a song and uh, give us one of your songs? And so so I was, my, and my folks, and they were proud, and but they had taught me. They had taught me to memorize scripture verses, and they taught me to be able to stand up and sing a little chorus. But one of the songs that I sang is, I'm in the Lord's Army. Now, that was that was quite, quite a song then, because everybody was talking about being in the military and fighting in World War II fighting the Japanese, fighting the Germans, fighting those who would who would uh, trample with America and all of that. So but who was whose army or whose army was I in? Whose army was I in? Well, I'm in the Lord's army. And and uh, so this little song when I heard it brought back all those memories. Listen to it with me. I may never march in the infantry.
wonder if kids are still singing songs like that in Sunday school. Uh, of course, they wouldn't be singing about being in the Army because we're not at war. But you know what? We really are. We really are. And I want to tell you, we always are because uh, as a minimum, it's good versus evil. So whose side are you on? What was that little chorus? One side, one door and only one, and yet its sides are two. Um, I'm on the inside, and which side are you? Uh, see, that was a little chorus that we used to sing all the time, too. Now, I remember uh, during the inauguration of uh, President Donald Trump, uh, why uh, there was a prayer that was brought by Bishop Wayne Jackson. Now, here is a black clergyman that we don't hear of because he's not politically correct. And so the media, they do not recognize him. They do not give him a voice. And there are thousands like him, folks. Do you realize that? We are Americans. One blood is called human. But this is what Bishop Wayne Jackson said at the inauguration. We thank you, Father, for letting us share this great moment together. Let us not take for granted the air we breathe or the life you've given us. We were all created by you with one blood, all nations to dwell upon this land together. We are not enemies, but brothers and sisters. We're not adversaries, but we're allies. We are not foes, but we're friends. Let us be healed by the power of your love and united by the bond of your spirit. Today, we pray for our 45th president, the vice president, and their families and give them the wisdom to guide this great nation, the strength to protect it, and the hands to heal it. We bless President Donald J. Trump. We ask that you give him the wisdom of Solomon, the vision of Joseph, and the meekness of Christ. Solomon, who kept peace among many nations, Joseph, who dreamt better for the people, and Christ, who accepted us all. O oh Lord, mend our hearts and stitch together the fabric of this great country, in the spirit of the legendary gospel songwriter, Mahalia Jackson, oh, deep in my heart, I do believe. The Lord will see us through, I do believe. We are on our way to victory, I do believe. We will walk hand in hand, I do believe. We shall live in peace, I do believe. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe. America, we shall overcome. May the Lord bless and keep America make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us and give us peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Now, then uh, there was something that I want you to hear uh, by, pre by former President Ronald Reagan. And it was a tribute to the soldiers who died. Now, listen, this is why our national anthem is important. This is why the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag is important. And by the way, that's not the Confederate flag or anyone else's flag. It's the flag of the United States of America. Now, this is what President, former President Ronald Reagan said. Here it is. are a nation under God, and I believe God intended for us to be free. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. 
Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. tell you what, folks, I've got so much I wanted to add and talk to you about. Well, so we'll just hold that for another time. Remember, our listener comment line is 800-345-2621. And comment on not just the complete story, but any program you hear, the whole network, because we are a family. That's the way I think of it. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of the complete story as a public service, and I'll see you later.